Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. How good is that, hey? A little bit too true. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. <laughs> and I know it was a little out dated. We only got up to 2020. Did we get up to 2024? Oh, we're right then. Okay, great. I had an extra year up my sleeve. How are you all? I'm Jo. Lovely to see you all. Thank you for the amazing intro, Sam. And how awesome is it to have Sam and Kristen back? So awesome. Thank you. We've missed you. Missed you so much. Okay, so here we are in the first week in February. And again, not asking for a show in hands, who's broken their news resolution already? Right? <laughs> Some people are brave and putting their hand up. So it made me think, why do you think New Year's resolutions are so popular? And I think it's because people are always looking for a chance to start over. Right, always. It seems to be part. So, so if you're one of those people that um, feels like, oh my goodness, I never quite make the grade. Well, the very reason they make videos like that um, is proof that you're not alone. Right? It's part of the human condition that we keep messing up, and we keep wishing we could start again, and wishing we could have another chance. So we've all had mo moments. Well, I have anyway. I hope I'm not alone. <laughs> we'll have moments where we wish we could start over, okay? But there's hope for us, which is great, because God is the God of the second chance, all right? And we're going to read a Bible passage today where God is showing this fellow an absolutely hopeless situation and then showing what God can do with that. So you might be here today or watching online um, and you might be checking, as Sam said, you might just be checking this church thing out. You might be thinking, you know what, I've tried everything else, right? But there's, there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be a, a, a chance to start fresh. There's got, you know, I just need something different in my life. So as we look at this passage today, maybe God wants to show you what he can do in your life, what he can do in your circumstances, no matter what they are, no matter where you're at in your life's journey, because God knows each of us individually. And so, you know, we're not hiding anything from him, but if we just allow him, okay, God, here's my life, you know, can you do something? Um, we'll be amazed at what he can do. So I'm reading from the book of Ezekiel. We have it up on the screens um, for you to follow along. That's a little bit, it's 10 verses, so it's a, but I'd like to read the whole passage. But before I do, You've got to realise this is, this is a vision that God has given Ezekiel. So it's like putting... and you know, I'm glad we've got virtual reality goggles now because it helps us to understand. It's like he's putting virtual reality goggles on him and showing him something. So when you've got virtual reality goggles on, I've never done them, but I might have to try that sometime. You, you feel like you're actually in that place, right? You've got all, all your emotions, all your, all your problem-solving skills. Like you're there. It's virtually your reality, Strangely, right? So let's just imagine um, that God has put our virtual reality goggles on because that's what he's doing for Ezekiel here. And it says, The Lord took hold of me and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me around among the old dry bones that covered the valley floor. 
they were scattered everywhere across the ground. You're getting the imagery here? Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? I think Ezekiel's thinking, okay, is this a trick question, right? Oh, sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then he said to me, speak to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to breathe into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke these words just as he told me and suddenly, as I spoke, there was a rattling noise. Can you imagine it? Right? We're in this valley of dry bones and suddenly there's this rattling noise, okay? Uh, all across the valley and the bones of each body came together and attached themselves as, I, as they had been before. And then as I watched, muscle and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies. But they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, Speak to the winds and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath, from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke as he commanded me and the wind entered the bodies and they began to breathe. Then they all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army of them. Can you imagine if you were there with your virtual reality goggles on, seeing that happen, right? So God gives Ezekiel this vision, right? And he takes him to this place. He shows him this sight. And then, did you notice, he asks him a question. And the question he asks reveals something about why he showed him the vision. What did he ask? God asked, can these bones become living people again? And you note that Ezekiel didn't say, sure, yeah, no worries. He's gone, um, okay, Lord, you know the answer to that question. Talk about um, hedging your bets, but anyway, right? See, this was a hopeless situation, if ever there was one. These things were completely devoid of life. They were dry, so dry, old bones. So any life they once had is long gone. There is some good news coming up in case you're thinking this is incredibly depressing, right? Okay, <laughs> right. So notice also that Ezekiel didn't stumble across this scene and then decide by himself to breathe, you know, tell these things to come to life, right? This is something God showed him that God wasn't finished with yet, okay? So my question for us today and for you, for each of us individually, is there something in your life that God hasn't finished with yet? Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for your word. I thank you that it's, it is truth. And I pray, Lord God, the Holy Spirit, you will teach each and every one of us exactly what it is you want to say to us that you will show us individually what it is you want to reveal to us today in Jesus name amen so I'm going to um, ask my helpful assistant to come up um, I've got a friend that's actually going to help me to preach this morning and uh, and so I'm just going to he's just been hiding because he's a bit shy 
So here he is. <laughs> so this, isn't he cool? Now, he's not pulled apart and scattered all over the floor, but, you know, this is the best I could come up with, I'm sorry. And he's not real bones, he's, you know, but, but anyway, bear with me. We're, we're doing, but he does come off his stand. If I had two hands, he would come off his stand. But anyway, um, I fa- as Sam said, I, I've been pastoring my own church. For the last six and a half years, I've been out at Oberon. And the pastor who was there before me uh, was a medical doctor. And he had a wonderful bookcase with all these wonderful resources and there was his box on the bookcase. And I thought, oh, it's probably full of wonderful devotionals or, or, you know, something like that. And so I opened the box and look who greeted me. I went, oh, there you go. That was unexpected. (laughs) Look, his mouth moves. (laughs) I tried to figure out could I, you know. Anyway, my son wanted to turn him into a marionette and use him for kids' men. Um, And he said, if we make him really dirty, we could call him Slim and Dusty, right? (laughs) So this is Slim and Dusty. Um, We didn't do that because I didn't want to traumatise the kids. So he had to wait nearly seven years before he could help me preach. So here we are. You happy? (laughs) Anyway, we asked Peter, can we... Anyway, but here he is. But I'm just imagining, if God said to you, here we go, and you've got this here on your bookcase. Can this come to life again? Right? That's really an impossible question. <laughs> I mean, you think you know the answer, but since God's asking it, you don't dare say, right? And this one's at least all put together, right? These things were dry. They were scattered. They were all over the place. So the whole point is that what you see... And what God sees are two different things, you see. If it were me, I would have looked at that Valley of Dry Bones and said, well, this is a dreadful mess. Who's going to clean this lot up, right? What a dreadful mess. Fix it. But God didn't see a mess, did he? God saw potential, right? God didn't see a mess. He saw life and not only life, but as we just read, an army, like You only pull an army together for a really significant purpose. So God saw not only let's get this thing in order, let's breathe life into this thing, but let's use this thing for something really mighty. And so no matter what your situation is, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter how long gone and forgotten you think your dreams have been, we're asking God today to reveal to us what it is that he can can pull these dry bits and pieces together and make something and do something really powerful in that so what do you see in your life do you see hopeless situation or do you see an opportunity for God to do something great because God is in the business of breathing life into lifeless things as we alluded to in the very song that we're singing this morning right if we go back to the very beginning of time God breathed life into Adam And then we've got this account where God shows Ezekiel this hopeless, dead, long gone situation that he breathed life into. And if you think that's a little bit difficult to get your head around, well, what about in the life of Jesus when he rose Lazarus from the dead? And you know, Lazarus wasn't the only one that Jesus rose from the dead, but he's probably the most well-known one because Lazarus was dead for four days, four days when Jesus raised him. But what about Jesus himself? He was in the tomb for three days before he rose back to life. 
So if anyone can breathe life into lifeless things, right, it's our, our God. And the Bible tells us as well that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. So here's, I'm going to be asking you lots of questions today. I'm asking me lots of questions, right? Here's my question. If he could do that, do you think he might be able to do something in your situation? Because seriously, do you honestly think your situation uh, is worse than Lazarus's? Right? If, you're, if your situation isn't worse than Lazarus's, then God can do something wonderful with it. Because when Jesus said, because Lazarus is bound, right? He's, they've wrapped him up. He's been in there. Stone over the tomb, yeah. Been in there for four days. And Jesus said, roll the stone away. And Lazarus's sisters said, but Lord, he stinketh, right? He stinks, right? I live out in the country and um, there's lots of roadkill, sadly. And when they've been there four days, you know it, right? Okay, you took the recycle and the air conditioning, Okay, so he's been, and, and his sisters said, but don't do it. Don't do it. Don't roll the stone away. He stinks. So, does your situation stink? Have you ever had a situation I think this, this really stinks? Then I've got some good news for you. Because God can take a stinking situation and turn it into greater than you ever thought possible. He can. Because God is into the exceedingly abundantly. See, because not only did these bones come to life, imagine if he came to life, like, oh, I'm a real boy. Can you imagine that, right? Not only did they come to life, but they became a mighty army. So God can do the exceedingly abundantly, above everything we can hope or imagine. See, Ephesians 3.20, I think we're going to pop it up there for you, says... And we're probably, many of you are probably familiar with this verse, but we're going to break it down a bit. It says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is in work within us. Now, I'm going to read it a little more slowly. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. In other words, he can do so much that you cannot measure it. That's what immeasurable means. So much you can't measure it. You can do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. Not God might be able to help you do something that you thought of. This is a far cry from that. Way more than you can even get your head around. More than you can imagine. And above all, not just some. So the, the King James Version, as I said before, says exceedingly abundantly. The New Living Translation puts it like this. It says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us. Where is he working? Within us. At work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I wonder if God is wanting to do infinitely more than you can imagine. Maybe you once thought he could and then you started doubting. I wonder, I wonder if God can do infinitely more in your circumstance or, or 
infinitely more with this church. Like what is what is possible if we will believe what God wants for us? Because God specialises in the second chance. Now here's a random thought. Sorry. I'm going to get off track just slightly, but bear with me because I don't know if it's just me because of my stage in life or you can tell me later and I won't be offended, but I just keep getting bombarded with um, yeah, things from longevity gurus. They must think – I think all the algorithms in social media go, well, this lady's pretty, you know, getting there. She'll probably be really interested in how she can live a bit longer, right? But Or, or is it just generally? Don't know. But, you know, it's constantly, you know, how to live to 120. And I'm looking at this person's photo. I'm going, but you're not 120. (laughs) How can you possibly tell me how to live to 120 if you haven't done it yourself yet? It's really bizarre, you know. You know, the, uh, what does they say? Yeah, how to stay young forever. And, you know, it goes on and on. I nearly listed them all. But anyway, keep me an eye on the, anyway. And I thought, well, why? Why is this real push? for? And, and you know, I'm all for being healthy for as long as I possibly can. Absolutely. But there is someone who did defeat death. And there is someone who offers us eternal life. And these people are looking, they, they don't want to die. Well, I've got some great news for them. Because that's exactly what Jesus offers. Right? He's the one person who has defeated death and offers us eternal life. And he's the one person we're not listening to. But we can. So anyway, back to Ezekiel. If God can take disjointed bits and pieces and put them together to make something wonderful, he can take your dead and forgotten dreams and bring them back to life again. But, yeah, you knew there was but coming. We have to do our bit. Ezekiel had to do his bit. He didn't just sit there and watch God, you know, do it all and say, look what I can do, right? He said, hey, Ezekiel, first of all, he challenged him and he asked him a question. And then he said, now you do something about it. Didn't he? He said, you do something about it. You speak to them. You tell the winds to breathe into them. Right? So he didn't say, look what I can do, but look what I can do through you. Yeah? Psalm 37, 23 says, the Lord directs the path of the godly. Right? And he delights in every detail of their lives. He's that interested in you. But I want to focus on the first bit. The Lord directs the path of the godly. Well, what do you mean? Or, you know, he, he orders your steps, whichever translation you're using. But just think for a minute, have you ever tried to change the direction of a stationary vehicle? Right? You get a car and you, okay, now I just need that car over there. Right? And you try and do that. It's impossible. But, or, you know, be it a car or a boat or a plane, whatever, you know, you, you can't move it. Or you can't change directions unless it's actually moving. And likewise for us, if we take our steps, then God can guide and direct us. You see, Lazarus had to actually come forth. You note in that account, Jesus didn't go in there and drag him out and then tell him to come to life. He said, Lazarus, come forth. So Lazarus had to come forth. What is God calling forth in us today? Yeah, Moses had to hold up his rod. Before I love that we're singing that song this morning, going, that, that song just preached my sermon. It was awesome. Moses had to hold up his rod before the Red Sea parted. 
Joshua had to march around Jericho before the walls fell down. And if you are not familiar with those stories, I am really, just come and talk to one of the leaders or myself, really happy to tell you all about them. But they're just examples of God using everyday people just like us to do amazing things for him and him working through us. Because God is the God of the second and third and fourth chance. My final point, when they asked Jesus how many times, they came up thinking they're ever so, ever so righteous, how many times should I forgive my brother? Like seven times? Because that's a lot, isn't it? Right? How many chances should I give my brother? In other words, how many chances should he get? Because, you know, he messed up and I gave him a chance and I gave him another chance and I gave him another chance and I gave him another chance and another chance and another chance and another chance. Surely that's enough. And Jesus said 70 times seven. Right? So if that is the standard he has for us, my question is how many times is God willing to give us a fresh chance? How many times is he willing to forgive us? How many times can we really mess up and he will allow us to start over and give us a fresh start? And unlike our New Year's resolution slide, which I've got a similar one to the other one, he doesn't keep track. Oh, he doesn't go, well, you did that last year and you messed up the year before. and the, You know, he doesn't. He wipes the slate clean, completely clean. So if he can turn a valley of dry bones into a great army, imagine what he can do with people who are actually alive and listening to him and obeying him. Hey, can you imagine? So today we're going to take a moment to ask Holy Spirit to reveal to us what it is that he's not done with yet. Yeah? Because oh, we can sit here and I can preach this and you can say yes and amen. And, and that's all great. But if we just let, let's just take a minute. The band's going to come up and say, Father, what is it that you want to breathe life into again? You know, what, what is it you want to rekindle in me? What is it you want to reawaken? Right? What slate do you want to wipe clean? And if you are needing a second or third or 99th chance, no matter where you are on the faith spectrum, no matter where. You can be as far away from God or you can be you know, walking with him for decades. Doesn't matter. God is offering you a fresh start, which is so much better than any New Year's resolution you could ever make and trying to do in your own strength. Second Corinthians 5.17, if you're interested in the the reference but it's just a passage in the bible that says if anyone is in christ jesus in other words if you just put your faith and your trust in him right he's a new creation old things have passed away and all things become new that is the ultimate the ultimate fresh step sorry fresh start that we can have in jesus so i'm going to invite the band up and they're going to minister to us. There's going to be some pastors and leaders up the back there. You know, can I encourage you? If you want to know more about this eternal life thing, if you want to know more about what it is that Jesus can offer you or is offering you, or you might just need to say, God, I need your help. 
right? Or I just need your strength to get through this. I need your assurance that you're with me. Whatever it is, whatever your heart's cry is this morning, I think this is a wonderful opportunity to actually say, okay, here we are at the beginning of 2024. Holy Spirit, what is it you want to breathe life into this year? Well, thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about Northside, visit northsidechurch.org.au.